Good day and welcome to the circus. This one can't wait and uh, really don't want to do this one, but uh, my hand has been dealt. Uh, we have to do a full episode on the State of the Union in uh, in America. It is The timeline seems to be escalating at a pace that even I can't keep up with. Uh, so we're left on a Tuesday night. Uh, slapping together an emergency podcast, really. Uh, as all of you by now should probably know, uh, Donald J. Trump had his personal home in, in Florida, uh, raided by the FBI. Uh, the the actual reason hasn't necessarily been put out fully yet. Uh, I know the warrant should be public access shortly, but I have yet to see it. Uh, I believe the basis of, of speculation at this point uh, they were looking for classified documents, I believe, uh, archive records, uh, basically procedural violation, potentially. We'll, we'll see. Uh, I, I make no qualms. I, it's clearly deeper than whatever pretext they used. Um, but as far as precedent goes, this this is world-shattering in, in presidential uh, precedent, even Nixon, who was literally committing actual crime during his tenure as president, even he didn't have his personal home raided um, and and embarrassed in such a way. So we're going to get into that, and I figured while we're on it, we may as well just dissect all of the chaos that's going on in the States, and we'll just devote an entire episode to America. I understand some of you may not love that we're a Canadian podcast. Unfortunately, much of global geopolitical everything is very centered around the current world power being the states. Uh, it also doesn't help that we are directly attached to the, our neighbor, and uh, their problems are kind of our problems. Our, our boats are quite literally tied together, so when a, when a boat sinks, uh, we all sink, and when a boat rises, we all rise. So, tough. Uh, this is where you sign off if you, if you want just Canada. Uh, we will be doing Canada next week, I hope. Uh, we are going to do an entire look at the gun grab and Trudeau's basic despotism, is his dictatorship and, and the folly of all that. So, Canada, we got you. We're coming in soon with that. Uh, I've unfortunately had some fire lit under my ass and we're going to have to record a couple episodes. But yeah, while we get into this... So, I don't know if, if any of you have been following. Uh, if not, I'll try and recap the best I can. Uh, January 6th Commission has still been going full force. Uh, quite the mock trial, really. It's a congressional attempt to sully whatever events happened. I mean, it, I am probably an outlier when I when I talk about January 6th, and, and they call it an insurrection. And I, I, I don't think it meets the muster. Uh, it was definitely a riot, potentially. I don't even definitely say that. I, there were aspects of it that were unlawful. There were aspects of it that did get violent. Um, it was not a deadly event. Uh, one fatality was a direct cause of the event, and it was the it was a civilian, uh, a, an army veteran, who was shot by Capitol Police. And I'm not picking sides on this. It was a valid shot. People can disagree, and I, I absolutely leave room for the fact that upon further digging, 
that Capitol Police officer very obviously had a political lean, and we don't know if it came into play into his into his procedure, how he carried himself that day. Uh, but nonetheless, Ashley Babbitt, the, the victim in that case, uh, she was egressing through a broken window towards somebody with a weapon drawn. It was a clean shoot. It, it, it was tragic, and it's really unfortunate to see somebody lose their life, but it was a clean shoot. So I'm not, I'm not picking favorites in this. But the only fatality as caused from the quote-unquote insurrection, the events of January 6th, it was a civilian shot by police and justified shooting. Um, all in all, uh, largely an uneventful in that regard. Uh, but when you show pictures of Grandma walking between the rows in, in the Congressional House, uh, the people are within ropes. I'm sorry, but when people are following queues and, and ropes and, and doorways, some police officers literally held the door to let people in. Uh, you had video of the uh, QAnon shaman having polite discourse with, with Capitol Police officers. I understand they crossed a line. Uh, that line was the doorway. Uh, it was held open in some events. It wasn't... They're trying to make this into a, a martyrdom where this is the crusade we're going to use to, to kind of springboard off of. And it just doesn't muster up. And it doesn't matter. Because if you're on the left, you're not going to look at that event as anything but your martyr. And if you're from the right, you're not going to look at that as something that was tragic or terrible or even, some people even say illegal. I think it was a shitty situation. I think people handled themselves poorly, but it could have been much, much worse. Uh, to throw around words like insurrection, uh, when, again, not a single weapon was drawn and whatnot. Like, no one was charged for weapon defenses. Nobody was charged with sedition. Nobody was charged with insurrection. Um, there, was no, there was no treason. There's no nothing crazy charged. Uh, everyone being charged was trespassing and... and mischief type charges and they're all being prosecuted to extreme uh punishments I, I believe grandma got a year in jail um don't get me wrong you've got pictures of of guys in congressional district offices and they're stealing i believe nancy pelosi's computer got stolen all i can say about that is i hope they got some juicy stock tips off it but again, like that, that crosses the line. It's illegal. Um, and even in that situation, you could probably charge for treason or sedition if, you, if they accessed stuff they weren't supposed to on that computer. That being said, I, I'm not going to give the left their cake and call it an insurrection. It just wasn't. Nonetheless, that doesn't stop them. They've been pushing and pushing this commission, trying to basically crucify anyone affiliated to Trump for the last, like, year... It's been insane how long they've been doing this. And if you're watching it, the more you watch, the more ridiculous it gets. The longer it goes on, the more ridiculous it is. Um, but unfortunately, this has become people's identity. This is the, the crisis of the moment. And we're going to, this is just our, our mental state. And it really kind of highlights, for anyone who didn't really see before, um, how pointed and focused the governmental machine is able to be, uh, it, it should be as clear as possible now. Uh, January 6th was absolutely used as a targeting device towards Trump, towards anyone not aligned with the left, really. Uh, you see Alex Jones. Uh, I know his trial right now is, is a civil suit with Sandy Hook. And again, 
even he will admit what he said was repugnant. But is it is he being politically attacked or is this sincere? And again, if you watch any of the trial, you'll see there is an active political mission going on in the states right now, and it is taking no prisoners. Uh, they are coming for everyone, and they are using every ounce of pressure they can. Uh, so when you see the FBI storm the home of the former president of the United States, I, you either understand fully how absolutely insane that is, and, and the heaviness and the weight of what that marks, or you think nothing of it. And for those that think nothing of it or are, have no idea how big that is, I don't know if we're at the point where democracy in North America can even be saved. Uh, and I don't mean that from a, from a bias perspective. I own my bias. I am absolutely right of center. I don't think Trump should run again. I respect the man. He did a job that needed to be done. He broke a lot of things that needed broken. I think now is where you put somebody in to rebuild. You're done with the wrecking ball. Bring somebody in who can, can fix it. Uh, I respect him, and I will give him the due respect that that calls for. Um, he did a job most people could never dream to do. Uh, you can disagree with him. He was he was crass. The guy would have been the best president ever if he didn't have Twitter. Um, but it doesn't matter. You're, there's He will give plenty of reason to dislike him. But if you look at it from a policy and a procedure standpoint... I mean, I can't fault the guy at all, really. Uh, so many reasons, policy-wise, that guy was solid. He, and again, it, it speaks to his business acumen. Again, I don't need to get into the whole, he has failed business. Any entrepreneur has a storied past of failed problems, too. You don't get to that level without breaking some stuff. Um, but nonetheless, he, he's built businesses and he understands that the way you do it is you surround yourself with the best people. And he did that. And people didn't understand that of his administration. The people in the background, the people in the positions that really matter, rock star people. Um, and then the people that were institutional, that, that he could not change, like Chris Ray, director of FBI, like, uh, Merrick Garland, the, the judicial branch, um, there's so many people. These are all people he, he actively tried to get rid of, but was unable to because they're bureaucratic. Um, and now you see they have no problem playing with the other side to try and get points politically. Um, just trying to catch clips of, of what's going on and how they're spinning this. I saw Steve Bannon was on CNN or something. And, and the number of times I've heard, oh, like, Trump's a liar. The government would never lie. This is how we can believe whatever they did, they did it for a good reason. And it's like, how dumb are you? In normal times, I, I would actually assume that when people do something that, to this scale, um, again, politically, we've never even seen. There's not a comparable situation. Um, the only thing comes close is Richard Nixon, and they never even dared go this far. But generally, I, I would tend to agree that when you act like this, there's clearly something to back it up. It's, clearly, people are not stupid enough to, to make this kind of move without tactfully planning it out and really weighing the pros and cons. And again, to, to give credit where it's due, the FBI did not declare this. Uh, the Biden DOJ did not declare this. Uh, it was actually Trump who announced this happened. Um, and again, the guy 
is very good at spin. He's had a, a very good career at it. And he's absolutely made this a nightmare for Biden's crew. Uh, there is a very good chance that this actually plays out in his favor. And again, I don't blame it. Make the best hand of what you got dealt. But uh, no, you're, you're absolutely seeing the FBI carry out political targeting. Uh, and it's it's insane to see it all happen. Uh, I don't know the judge's name offhand. I'm not looking it up on the fly. But the judge that signed the warrant became uh, Epstein's lawyer in 2008. And, and to give context, because again, I am a fair person. People have worked with Jeffrey Epstein, had no idea who he was. So, context. This judge, now, who that signed the warrant to take over Mar-a-Lago... Um, he became Jeffrey Epstein's private counsel in 2008. Tidbit of context, Jeffrey Epstein was first convicted of sex crimes with children. In 2005, he got a slap on the wrist, but definitively was, was labeled a pedophile. Uh, this is the same timeline that people use against Bill Clinton and Bill Gates for affiliating with him after it was proven. There is absolutely room to be like, hey, I had no idea this guy was a creep. No idea this, that, or the other. After the conviction is public, that point in time is where you lose your excuse of ignorance. You, you don't get to be ignorant to the facts beyond that. Um, so, again, I, I would look at that, and any honest judicial system would say, hey, this guy's probably not... He shouldn't even really be on the bench. But if he is, he shouldn't be signing... The, the most prolific warrant in modern political history. Uh, again, it's not this giant crime case, but you're signing a, a search and seizure warrant for literally the, the former president, immediately former, the direct competition to who's in office now. Uh, clearly that should have gone up through somebody else. He should have recused himself because he's literally in a hot-button situation. Take the Epstein stuff aside. Take the connection with the judge aside. You look at just facts, and anyone listening to this is aware, or hopefully is aware, I, I, I assume it's mostly mainstream at this point, but Hunter Biden is a very problemed person. Anyone who's had the misfortune of seeing any of those pictures, and I've seen more than I'd like to see. Uh, I, I'm not a judge, jury, and executioner, However, I, from what I've seen, there is more than enough reasonable grounds to open a, a very in-depth investigation, and quite frankly, probably enough to arrest him on the spot while you conduct your investigation. Uh, from what I've seen, you don't need the evidence to make an arrest. You have enough evidence for arrest. But nonetheless, you've got a Department of Justice that literally won't touch it. They will not even bat an eye. You've had Congress people insert the laptop from hell into congressional record to preserve their objections and nobody touches it. You have the, the son of a president who is already accused of corruption and conspiracy and laundering and all sorts of insider crap before his dad became president, while his dad was vice president. Uh, I believe there was one country that, that is censuring Hunter Biden for... Uh, not registering as a foreign agent, uh, not registering as a, as a dignitary, and thus has undue influence. Uh, you've seen the emails, you've seen the text messages. 
And if any of you have, I honestly don't look it up, but Naomi Biden's diary, in my view, absolutely condemning. Again, it is not sufficient evidence to lock him up. But it is more than enough that this investigation should move forward. So it's, it's very, very clear and problematic when you look at the cards on the table. You have a crack addict pedophile who quite literally is screaming that the fact he's been victimized too. Literally fits every inch of the profile. Victim turned abuser. It's not rare. It's not uncommon. It is absolutely, almost certainly what's happened. Um, and again, there's, there's corroborating evidence that would suggest the same. And this is just what I've seen. The stuff that we, we haven't seen, I'm sure there is more out there. Um, yeah, there's no doubt. That, that kid had a tr- terrible childhood. I mean, could you imagine? Your dad's the hair sniffer, probably abused you or your f- siblings. Like, uh, what a messed up situation. Uh, and again, I'm not picking these out of thin air. This is from communication on the laptop that has been verified by multiple law enforcement sources, including the FBI and the New York City Police. Um, so again, like if you if you think I'm just spouting off unconfirmed nonsense, I, I really challenge you, chase it down. It's not that hard to, to verify. And it's once you understand, it's so shocking that this is just parked. But then, then you look, you see what happens with Epstein. You see Ghislaine Maxwell convicted for selling children for child trafficking and sexual exploit. Not a single one of her clients gets an, gets named. Not a single other person gets charged. She gets locked away for life to be quiet and disappear eventually. So when you, when you look at how some of these crimes on the, the highest level get handled, it starts to be a little less, like, suspicious. You start to understand that, oh, this is kind of how they work. This is kind of how it's going to be. Uh, nothing's ever really going to come of it. So you you compare that and you contrast that against now they're 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 literally trying to burn Trump at the stake every chance they get. Um, they'll they'll they're absolutely going to overplay their they've overplayed their hand with the January sixth commission. Uh, you can see that by the fact that any Republican that even attempted to go along with that. They've all lost their seats. Their primaries are gone. Uh, I believe the big big one is Liz Cheney. She's totally toast um, for for turning on the party. And I get, I struggle with that because I view people's opinions as I, I don't think you should have to toe the party line. If you have an honest objection, you should be able to air that and you shouldn't be penalized for that. However, it's it's turned into more than just an objection. It's it's turned into a witch hunt. Um, and I can understand where voters are like, yeah, I don't want this, this woman in our party. I don't want this woman re- representing us. And quite honestly, she will suffer the fate of the, the, the voting public. She's, she's going to be gone. So, but that's the thing. I, I look at this and it's like half of me is torn because you're, you're literally watching political warfare at this point, like literal political warfare where you're sending agents in to raid people. Um, it's no longer just in the press and, and the media where you're slinging mud yourself. You're, you're having gremlins go out and do your dirty work. Um, however, I, I also, the other side of that coin 
is it kind of looks like they're getting really desperate. And luckily, in this situation, I, I mean, he's a spin doctor. He, he's good at spin. And you could, you could levy that as a criticism. Honestly, you, you really could. However, this is going to backfire, as we're already seeing. It's, I, I saw even CNN having guests on, and it's, it, they, even they're struggling to kind of be like, yeah, no, this was justified. Like, they've got legal analysts on it. It's like, yeah, it, they better hope that it's more than a process crime. Because uh, if they just did this for a process crime, this, is, this could very well backfire massively. Uh, and also highlight how manipulated these organizations are. These judicial branches that are supposed to be at an arm's length from political systems. Uh, the FBI is not supposed to work on a political agenda. They are supposed to basically be independent. That's why they have their director that's appointed from politics, but outside. And that's that. So it's. I think it's really going to pull down the trust. I mean, I, anyone who thinks like me probably has no trust in these organizations at, anymore at all. Uh, but if there was any left, and a lot of the people in the middle, it's starting to, it's starting to piss them off, and, and they're starting to wake up to it. And I even had that conversation today, even at work. I mentioned to a friend, and, and he's also he self self appointed uh, extreme right person. Uh, I I wouldn't say he's extreme, but nonetheless, um, we we had a conversation, and, and I came to the point where it's like, who's who's in play right now politically, um, from the population standpoint, who really is in play, and you can immediately look, pick your sides, left, right, they're gone. If you're on the left, it doesn't matter what Trump does, he's bad. If you're on the right, it doesn't matter what Trump does, he's good. Uh, and vice versa for Biden. Really, what's going on now is, is, and I don't think, at least the left, I don't think realizes it, that the right is not in play. You're never going to change their minds, but the middle is. And, and ever so quickly... The middle is, is kind of waking up and being like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but it's like, what's going on? The FBI are, are doing political hits for, for Biden. Inflation's through the roof. I can't afford to do this. I didn't vote for any of this. Gas is at insane prices. Cool, it's come down a little, but we're still way further ahead than we were when I started. Um, all of this nonsense. And then you've got... Them funneling tons of money to Ukraine. I think what what today, recently they they allocated another four or five billion dollars to Ukraine, just on the heels of mainstream media highlighting the fact that what is it like thirty percent of the money sent to Ukraine actually makes it to the front lines. They have no idea where any of the weapons are going. They don't care. They just keep pouring money in. Meanwhile, Russia is just wiping the floor. And, and you don't even hear about it. You don't hear the fact that, that Ukraine keeps losing more and more ground. They can't keep their troops fighting. Uh, there's been reports of them actually turning their weapons on their own soldiers to force them back to the battlefield. Again, it's just everyone's lost full context. And, and honestly, it feels like they've lost the ability to find out for themselves. Uh, again, I have my biases. I have my opinions. But it's like I will seek out both perspectives of any given issue and I'll kind of assess 
which is more honest and, and which side sounds like it fits more without the spin. And I'll take a balance of both and usually cut through the middle. But with when it comes to like Ukraine, when it comes to Biden's policies, they're just putting one spin on it and people just accept it. Uh, another big topic out of the states is the uh, inflation bill that they're passing. It's another $400 billion or something. Yes, because that's how we fight inflation. We're going to print $400 billion more. Almost half a trillion dollars more to stop inflation. Well, anyone with basic economics understandings know you print more money that causes inflation. Like, this is how we got here in the first place. Inflation went so crazy because of COVID spending. But truthfully, like, I look at everything going on in totality because it's so mind-numbing when you see things individually, this problem, this problem, this problem. There's too many fronts. So I try to zoom out, and I, I find myself looking at the bigger picture and genuinely thinking to myself, I'm like, it almost feels like they're trying to screw everything up. Like, I can't, I can't put my thumb on a why they're trying, but honestly, when it comes to inflation, I understand how you can accidentally find yourself in this spot. You, you were focused on a pandemic. You had to keep the population alive. You had to keep them... You had to do all these things. You had. I think they did it wrong. I think they did it too much and in the wrong focus um, when it comes to COVID spending and how they did all that, uh, especially when it comes to the vaccine contracts. Uh, from what we're we've been allowed to see, I think I think they did a lot of the money bad there too. But nonetheless, we can we hope hopefully we can all agree that some form of stimulus absolutely needed to happen. We can agree there. That's step one. But from there, how it gets spent is fine. Whatever. However, after the dust has settled, where we are now, now you're you're counting where the chips fell. And, and you have to take account for, for everything you've done and, and the consequences of that. Part of that is inflation. You're never going to avoid it. It's going to happen. Uh, and honestly, it's it's a cause and effect. You knew it was coming. This is shouldn't surprise them. But after that, that's where my grace ends. My grace ends with, okay, we've seen consequences now. We knew it was coming. It's consequence time. But now to double down and spend your way out of it... Uh, just to touch on Canada, to, to kind of bring it back in, I saw an announcement from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation a couple days ago, where it, it appears that based on the trajectory of Justin Trudeau's budgeting, uh, we won't see a balanced budget till 2041. Uh, and, and just to frame balanced budget, that doesn't mean we that's when we pay off our debt. That means 2041, by their math will be the first year we don't add to our deficit. We don't add debt at all. So it's going to cost us debt every year till 2041. And that's assuming we have no other major hiccups that cause more debt, uh, which would be naive at this point. Uh, also assuming we don't know how high the interest rate will go by then. So... I look at their idea of spending their way out of this problem and it's like you, I don't think you're that dumb. I, I don't think the people around Biden individually, I think is a frail, senile old man. And I don't mean that in a, in a pathetic put down way. I genuinely mean that 
probably evil-ass grandpa back in the day, I don't think he's capable anymore. I don't think that man has the capacity for evil because I don't think he has capacity at all. I saw this week, he tried to shake a man's hand twice in 25 seconds. He literally shook a man's hand and forgot he shook his hand and tried again to shake it and then looked confused that this guy wouldn't shake my hand. I saw him struggle to put on a blazer. This man is not well. And I'm, if this was my grandpa, first off, I would probably disown the guy for all of the past wrongdoings. But grandpa today, this old man today, people should feel terrible and sad and empathetic towards this guy because he's clearly not fit for the job. And I'm not saying that from a political bent. Put in Kamala Harris, put in Pete Buttigieg, put in any other leftist lunatic you want. But this, this old man is not fit. And again, I say that from the full context that I think mentally and physically, Trump is currently fit to serve. I don't think he's at the right... I think he's too old. I think just in general, he's too old to serve. So, calling shots square... But nonetheless, I, I don't think Biden's the one pulling these shots. But whoever's around him, I honestly think that they're doing this on purpose. Like, it feels like they're trying so hard to, to whatever end. I don't know where this ends. But to print more money as an answer. Not just more. Four, five hundred billion dollars more money. In the face of a massive inflation problem. Like, you have to actually be either the dumbest person in your industry or you have to be malicious. I really don't see another another way to cut it. You're either so dumb it's scary or you're, you're just bad and, and pointing it to, to something much deeper. And that's where when I zoom out, I get a little more worried. Uh, you see people acting irrationally. Like, it is not rational to, to sign a warrant to raid the former president. Like, if that happened to... Honestly, if that happened to Bill Clinton, people would be losing their minds, despite the fact he's a known close associate of Jeffrey Epstein. Again, I don't need to draw correlations. It's a fact. The guy has been to Epstein Island enough times that, you know what, most people would want an accounting for. Uh, explain it. I, I'm open to, hey, you have philanthropic reasons. Explain why you were there 47 times. Explain why there's a picture of you in a blue dress and red high heels, Bill Clinton. I'd love to know that. Maybe it's innocent. Maybe it was a funny joke amongst friends. Or maybe you hung way too close with a convicted pedophile. I don't know. Answer some question. But nonetheless, I, I can get tied up in that rant. Um, but no, nonetheless, you don't have the FBI raiding the Clintons. Uh, you don't have the FBI even investigating Hillary Clinton for having classified documents on her private server, again, falling into the same category that is currently the floated theory as to why Trump was raided. They're very comparable. The only difference is Trump wasn't caught burning and smashing hard drives with a hammer and lighter. Uh, again, fact. Hillary Clinton was trying to destroy the evidence. As far as we know right now, there was no evidence destroyed. We don't even know the crime, but we, we've got enough to suggest that they're comparable, minus the malice, minus the tr attempted cover-up. But nonetheless, 
They didn't raid Hillary Clinton. They didn't pull her in. They didn't sign warrants for her. Uh, and she hasn't ever been president. So, like, I think back and I think I'm like, when Obama got office, if they raided Bush Ranch, it would be crazy. Like, that would be insane. You would be... When a, when a president has left office, there is some modicum of bipartisan respect that they're basically off-limits. And I don't mean he's above the law. If he broke the law, fine. But it's like, you don't need FBI agents to raid Trump's house. You know that there's no safety risk. You have active federal officers around Trump for life. That is part of the, the drill when you get to be a president. Once you retire, or once you're out of office, regardless if you're going to come back or not, once you're out of office, you get a security detail for life. Federal officers around him all the time. So you know he's on a risk. Clearly the ex-president is not going to pull a gun and pose any risk of life to agents coming in to check. Like, you don't need a SWAT team to, to raid a president's house. And it is so dramatic and, and truly, I think, I think meant to be embarrassing and demoralizing. Unfortunately, it's not going to work. That guy's, that guy's temperament isn't... He, he, I don't think he's capable of, of embarrassment. I think he just doesn't give a crap. And you, you really just fed the beast. Uh, we're already seeing the play out. It's, it's not going well. This is actually probably going to be a big blow-up. Especially leading into the midterms. Again, you can question the timing. Why did they do this now? That's super suspicious. Um, but again, it, I think it's going to backfire. I think it's going to blow up in their face and your moderate middle ground people, are they may well be disillusioned with both sides. And again, I can absolutely see the case where they're like, both sides of this snake suck. But when you see one side acting the way it is, it's going to be easier and easier to pick the other snake. Again, I'm not sitting there calling Trump or any of on the right at this point a snake, but I can have that conversation. I can I can work with somebody who has that kind of contempt for for the right of center right now or for Trump. I can have that conversation, but you can't sit there honestly and look at the lay of the land and be like, yeah, 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 Biden's the better guy, or Kamala Harris is the better option, or Pete Buttigieg, like. If you are on the left, and the left wants any attempt to save face, uh, I think they're going about it all the wrong way. Like, they're, they're going about it, about it trying to, to beat sense into people instead of offering better. Uh, bring us a Tulsi Gabbard. Honestly, at this point, she's basically Republican due to her views. Uh, a very moderate liberal. Uh, somebody I, I deeply respect. And I think a joint ticket Tulsi Gabbard and a moderate someone on the right would be the absolute solution to get the country back on track, to get politics a little more squared off, and have it stop being an absolute drawn-out dogfight. Um, but they won't do that. They won't offer somebody moderate. They, it's, it's, we're, gonna, we're going down with this radical left ship. And unfortunately, it's going to happen. Like We are seeing all of the, the radical left pushes disintegrate in the last two years you have seen the conversation around 
transgenderism turn from, okay, we're going to have these tough conversations and we're going to try our best to tiptoe around it, but we're not going to step on too many people's feet. Fine. I think everyone in general deserves basic humanity. You don't have to, you don't even have to respect people, but honor them, their humanity. That's fine. I think, I think anyone should be given that. But when it comes to playing in women's sports, taking scholarships, honestly, up until a couple years ago, it happened and they never really pushed about it. Now you've got states banning transgender athletes competing in cross-gender sports. And again, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think you can be you if that's how you feel, but you can't you can't be you to disadvantage other people. Uh, when especially when you talk about scholarships and stuff like that, that's where a line gets crossed. Where okay, there's there's respect to the individual because we don't want to upset you. We want to allow you to be whatever. <laughs> People don't have to respect you. They, they have to be decent to you. They can't be malicious. They can't be violent. <coughs> but you also can't take advantage of that generosity, or not generosity, because it's, it's not given, like, you're due that humanity. But you can't take advantage of these social accommodations to, to leverage yourself above other people, if that makes... I don't need it. Men are stronger than women. You don't see... There's no fight... To have transgender men, women who became men, you don't have you see them fighting to play men's hockey. You don't see them trying to join the UFC. You do have men that turned women, quote unquote, join the UFC. Uh, you've got Fallon Fox who literally broke a female's skull, like almost murdered somebody in the octagon because again, biology. Men and women have different bone density. They have different muscle structure. They are genetically different, male and female. They do not compete on the same level. And to, to make that field uh, even potentially equal, it's such a... like I, I'm not even going to sit here and say it's possible. But if it is possible, it takes so many years that it... It's just not practical. It's not being done. We're seeing that with people like Fallon Fox. Uh, you see that with people like Leah Thomas. Was a man, barely barely made top 50. Called himself a girl, and then he's taking on all the gold medals. He's winning all this, taking away all the scholarships. Um, so again, but again, over the last two years, you've seen what happens when... Okay, you, you had probably peak where it was you you were as good as it was going to get for a while you push 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 okay we're going to accept this we're going to we're going to drag queen story time uh grooming kids basically and i don't care if you are good with drag queen story time that's not like that that's not normal like you we can have a conversation we disagree that's not normal i and again i'm not signing my kids up to go to straight guy story time. I'm not signing him up to, to have any sexualized person read my kid a probably inappropriate story. Like, what happened to just, you go to the library and the librarian's reading a book? Or hey, Pokeroo is here. The big purple dinosaur. Like, why do you have to inject 
politics and sexuality to children. And and when people advocate for pushing sexuality and politics on children, guess what? You're a groomer. I have my political beliefs. I don't put them on my children. I, I had one... My kid came home from school one day and told me Trump is terrible. And the conversation we had is, yeah, maybe he might be. These are some of the problems. But you also have to look at what good has he done. Because you need... I don't care the the outcome of what my children think. I want them to understand the process of how to come to your own thought process. Understand how to think so you're not stuck in this group mentality. Come to your own conclusions. And do it honestly with a full breadth of information. But yeah, I I just look at all of it and it's gone so far. And I've I've said it from the start of this podcast. There will be a counter swing. And I'm not necessarily excited. Because the right will then... You're going to have a time of counter swing. Where it's getting more balanced, getting more balanced, getting more balanced. Okay, we're perfectly balanced. Oh no, we're going too far right. We're going more right. We're going... More, okay, now we're actually too far right. We are going to end up too far on the other side. And there's not a lot of people like me on the right who will sit there and say, hey, this is going to come. Where can we kind of meet in the middle and and kind of just bring the pendulum to a more, more of a standstill? Not stop it completely. You're going to go left and right. And truthfully, a little bit of left and right is healthy. I look at politics literally like a snake. A snake doesn't just go straight. It slithers back and forth, back and forth, to keep it kind of centered. And that, that is the best analogy for politics that I've ever, ever been able to come up with. Um, but the problem is, when you're so far out of whack, it, it's a whole different kind of chaos. And guess what? If, if we don't find balance, if we don't restore some modicum of order, it's going to get bad on the other side too. And then there's going to be people on the left making podcasts or you know what probably not because when the right goes too far there's not as much room for dissidents um so we don't know i don't know what too far right in this day and age ends up looking like but i know it's not going to be good i i I want a balanced right of center i think like four degrees right of center should be like the sweet spot balance i don't want to leave people too far behind that's where the left is really good and i don't want I don't want people to go absolutely stupid with every other policy. And that's where the right gets... Because largely, and again, this is where the right has failed for a long time. Less government is better. The right has done a really bad job at shrinking the size of government. They just changed the direction of government. I, I want less. But nonetheless, I digress. We're, we're like almost an hour in, 40-some minutes in. Uh, and I've just babbled and ranted. And uh, a grumpy old man at this point. Uh... But yeah, it's it's falling apart. The states are going absolutely crazy. And unfortunately, I think it's going to get a whole lot worse before midterms are over. Uh, we'll see what the fall brings, but uh, I think it's going to get eventful. Uh, I, I'm not holding my breath, that's for sure. But in the meantime, I, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, like I said, next week I'm going, or this weekend maybe, I'm going to try and record another one for Canada, and I'm going to have a whole conversation about... Justin Trudeau and his guns, and, and his fear of, of guns. Uh, but in the meantime, I hope you guys have a good week. As always, I, I skipped it the last few times. Still finding my groove, lighting the fire again, but uh, hopefully we're going to get back into the swing of it. In the meantime, pay the fee. 
if you enjoyed my rant and my take on all the nonsense happening, uh, just pass us on. Uh, share us on social media. Send it to a friend. We really do appreciate all of the sharing we get. Uh, we wouldn't have gotten to where we are already uh, without that. So we thank you. And uh, in the meantime, stay uh, free, everyone. Sound asleep Something's gonna